Mindset Podcast is brought to you by Sarah and Kaylee. Join us every Monday and Thursday as we bring the most impactful ideas to shift your mind and provide you with skills and ideas to succeed in any area of your life. Our expertise help individuals to make decisions and achieve personal and professional success by opening the mind to all that you are capable of and empowering you to do it through motivation and inspiration. Happy September. How did that happen? Happy September, everybody. How are you guys doing? I cannot believe that we are in September. There's not very many days left until Christmas. Who's counting down? If you're putting counting down Christmas, put a Christmas tree in the comments. I want to see it. If you guys are on live, say hey below. Let me know where you guys are coming in from. I love to interact with people all over the world. It's so amazing that we live in this time, this time that our ancestors dreamed of where we can communicate all over the globe. I'm so blessed to have friends literally all over the world, and it's amazing. So as you guys are jumping on live, say hey below. Let me see those Christmas trees if you guys are counting down the Christmas trees. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Jada. If you guys can see a link above my head here, just give that a click so that I can see who's messaging because some of you guys are coming up as Facebook users and it doesn't show me your name. Awesome. Edmonton. Amazing. Burford. Awesome. Ottawa. Love it. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining yesterday on uh, Self Love. How did you guys feel after that? How was the rest of your day? Did you look in, when you looked in the mirror, did you say positive things? Did you maybe tick, pick up your sticky notepad and leave yourself some notes, right? So you can't see it, but I have an entire wall here of sticky notes. My husband says that we need to invest in stocks of sticky notes. I go to Costco and I buy the giant pack. I have sticky notes all along my computer. I have sticky notes all on my desk here and all in my bathroom and in my kitchen. Like people come into my house and they're, they must think I work for post-it. I do not. However, I reinforce my feelings, right? Because if we're not reinforcing it, what happens? The old paradigm kicks in. I love that. I love that, love that, love that. Hello from Jamaica. Amazing. Ah, uh, Trisha, yellow. I cannot look at yellow without thinking of you, my friend. Today, we're talking about faith it till you make it. Who's heard of this saying, fake it until you make it? What a terrible saying, right? We don't want to fake it till we make it. We want to have that belief that it's going to happen. We want to have that belief in ourselves and what we're doing and the messages that we are coming across. So a lot of you guys are, um, ladies, gentlemen, are network marketers, right? A lot of you own a business or a coaching business or a life coach. We want to believe in what it is that we have to offer other people. So I never say fake it till you make it. I do say faith it till you make it because faith is so important. So fear and faith both require the same, okay? Hear me out. Fear is believing in the unknown. Faith is believing in the unknown. I'm going to say it again. Fear is believing in the unknown. Faith is believing in the unknown. Right? It's the two, it's two are the same. But most of us based our de decisions off of one heavier than the other, which is usually fear. 
And I love this quote that April introduced us to. Um, April started working with us back at the end of March. Um, and she had posted in our, in our group chat that, you know, fear is just false evidence appearing real. Who can look back at a time where they thought they were in a crisis or they thought something bad was going to happen and they were paralyzed by that fear just to look back now and realize that it wasn't so big? Put me in the comments. So I got fired. I got fired on a Friday afternoon. I thought everything was going great. I went above and beyond in my business. I actually thought I was going to be being promoted to the next position. I gave it my all. I was a team player. And Friday before I was leaving on Saturday morning, bright and early, three o'clock in the morning, I was heading to the airport to head to Putacana for my best friend's wedding. I got fired at four o'clock. It's kind of crappy, right? They sat all day knowing that at four o'clock, I was going to be removed. And the worst feeling was the fear. How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my car payments? How am I going to feed my animals? How am I going to pay for gas? How am I going to get another job after being fired? And I was, I was so in shock that I couldn't help but cry. And I didn't know why. And of course, they always say, we're restructuring, right? They never say why they're letting you go. It's always restructuring, re-engineering, revamping the business, right? But really, they just don't want you there because they didn't think you were doing a good enough job, but they don't want to hurt your feelings. So what happens is you I was internalizing those thoughts. What did I do? I thought I was doing a good job. Then I started self-doubting myself. Was I doing a good job? Am I a good employer? Am I going to make it? Am I smart enough? Am I skilled enough? Who's going to hire me now? Am I going to work at Tim Hortons? Am I going to work at McDonald's? I'm educated. And I started uh, saying these terrible things to myself, which paralyzed me, which had me through my entire vacation talking about myself and my woes and what am I going to do instead of focusing on the beautiful marriage that my friends were embarking on. So it became about me and not about them. It became selfish. And then I remember coming home and I'm like, okay, what do I do? It was the first time, first and only time I was ever on unemployment. Um, currently I work for myself. And now when I look back at that, being fired was not scary at all. What's scary and fearful is what if I was still there? What if I was still there? I never would have met my husband because I met him at work. I never would have moved across the country to love out my dreams. And I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. So fear, we make it in our heads to be more than it is. It's actually just a use of your imagination. And if you can use your imagination to imagine the worst, imagine what you can do to imagine the best. Right? Having faith that everything that you desire is yours for the taking. I am not a religious woman. I believe in source. I believe in, you know, our the one creator. Some people call him God. Some people call it source energy, spirit, whatever you want to call it. They're, we're, we're all connected as one. 
And this was my favorite book, God Works Through Faith. And God Works Through Faith was probably one of the books that completely changed my mind. And it talks about how we we are created in God's image, right? So we are created in God's image, God, spirit, source, energy, whatever you believe. We are great, created in that image. Therefore, we possess the qualities of God, right? God being the highest creator created us to create. So therefore, we are the highest creators. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it to you right now. I'm going to give you some hard truths, okay? And I hope you guys stay with me on this. But I'm going to tell you something that you've, you've been lied to your entire life. And that lie is you were not here to work, pay bills, lose weight, and hope you make it safely to the end. That's not what you were put here for. You were put here to create the life that you want. You were put here to live. So are you actually living? Are you experiencing a true blissfully joy life which our creator intended us to live? Or are you getting up every day already pissed off because you have to go to a job that gives you no joy? In turn, you have zero joy for life. You come home. My vice was I would come home. I'd sit on the couch. I'd eat some junk food and then I'd, I'd go to bed. That was my vice. Maybe you're coming home and you're doing that. Maybe you're coming home and you're drinking the day away or, or smoking some weed to just get through, to numb the pain. I numbed the pain for 20 years. 20 years, I was a drug addict. I will be six years sober this Christmas Eve. All by myself. I did it all by myself using my thoughts. I had no help. I made a decision, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. So we have this oneness in us. Okay. That's our salvation. Hey, Susie. I love BC. I'm coming to visit you, my friend. And we just have to ask ourselves, how much longer are we going to wait to release this, release this power? And so he talks about in this group, in this book is that the ways to strengthen your faith is to be confident, expectant, and optimistic. Okay. Optimism is a skill that you need to master every single day. Okay. One of the reasons, one of the ways that my husband and I mastered that is we canceled cable. We have no cable. We actually just canceled Netflix. I actually told him I wanted to get rid of the TV. Yeah, I want to get rid of the TV. And um, being confident, confident in your goals, confident in your dreams, and confident in I don't like to let other people what my know what my dreams are because Napoleon Hill says, show, show the world, don't tell the world. So because what's going to happen and you've pro let me know if this has happened to you because this has happened to me. Yvette, I'll, I'm going to give you the name of this book. It's called uh, God Works Through Faith. And I'm going to show you one of my other books that I, I love as well. This The next book is the one that if I was stranded on an island, I would take it with me. So let's say... Let me know in the comments if this has happened to you. You're excited to start something new, right? You're like, yes, maybe you went to a seminar, right? Maybe you went to like a Tony Robbins seminar or Bob Proctor seminar, or you went to see Oprah or Ellen, right? And you were fired up and you were so excited. And they they were going to sell you a program so that you could always feel the way they feel. And you got so excited and you went home and you told your family. And then your family said, why would you waste your money? Why waste your money on that? You can just read it in books. You can just learn it on your own. 
That stuff's not real. That's a cult. They don't know what they're talking about. Put me in the comments if you've had that happen. I've had that happen more times than I can count. Where I would get excited for like a new business. And people would be like, oh, you're never going to make money. You're never going to make money. Just go get a job. Job. Write this in the comments. Job. Just over broke. You know, I've been talking to a lot of lawyers, doctors lately. And every job has a cap. They max you out, right? Year after year, you your responsibility raises, right? I know you feel me on this one. Your responsibility raises, but your income doesn't. Now, the average American earns a 3 to 5% increase in their wages every year. But with the pandemic and everything that happened, millions of people lost their jobs and they put what's called a um, wage increase freeze, which I had. I had that when I worked in advertising. They froze, they froze my wages for three years. So for three years, my responsibilities went up. I had to work longer hours and my pay didn't go up, but the cost of living went up. Okay. So what happens is the, the business is always thinking of the business first. How can the business survive? Right. Because that's the number one priority is how can the business survive? So if they're, if they need to shave a hundred thousand dollars to, to keep afloat, to keep their business going, keep productivity going, what are they going to do? They're going to find somebody who's making a hundred thousand dollars and they're going to restructure their business. And then they're going to hire somebody who will do the exact same work at half the cost. So they save themselves $50,000. So if you were to work 20 years and receive 3 to 5% increase per year, it would take you 20 years to double your income. So most people are making an average of $50,000 a year. So in 20 years, you will make $100,000 a year. And the cost of living will be so high that it's like you didn't get any increase. Am I making sense? So this is my favorite book. And it's the one that if I were stranded on an island, this is the one I would take. Um, it's, it's all about God. Um, if you don't follow God, change it to source, spirit, energy, whatever it is. But it says poverty is a state of mind. We bring about this manifestation by our negative recognition, acceptance, and belief. The kingdom of God on earth. So I was born and raised, well, I was raised Catholic and I went, spent my time going to church. And one of the prayers that we said was our father. And I didn't really understand the prayer until I read this book. And it says the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom of God in heaven are two ends of the same thing. Both belong to God and both are controlled to him. This is why Jesus said Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall, shall be added unto you. When heaven becomes really active in our minds and our thoughts, all of our needs will be met automatically. We shall no longer postpone our good, but we shall accept it in our presence. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Everything that you desire is already here. Everything. 
Telephones have always always been here. Internet has always been here. Airplanes have always been here. Microwaves, always been here. It just took a thought. And it took taking a risk. Look at Marconi. Marconi was committed by his friends and family because they thought he was crazy for saying that he could send messages through the air. But you don't think about that when you turn the radio on in your car. That man was committed because they thought he was crazy. To this end was I born and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Ask yourself if you are bearing witness to a rich and loving God by accepting a small income, by living with doubt and worry, by scrimping and pinching, and by the devastating inability to make ends meet. In other words, by living with a poor idea. If it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of heaven, isn't financial sufficiency included in its benefits? Doesn't it include attractive homes, automobiles, televisions, nourishing foods, education, travel, and all that you need to enable you to live a full, free, opulent life? My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. Now, I want you to ask yourself, do you believe this promise or do you still believe that to be poor in purse is to be rich in God? That was something that my grandmother instilled in my head is that if you are poor in purse, you will always be rich in God. But God wants us to have all the riches and everything that we desire. We can have anything we desire if we believe that we already have it. Again, this book is called You Too Can Be Prosperous. If I was stranded on an island, this is the book that I would take with me. I read this book and I manifested $300,000 in one day. There's a challenge at the beginning of this book. It's a 30-day challenge. And I did it. And within 15 days, I had manifested $300,000. Because I started to believe I started to believe that I can do and have whatever I want. My prayers became my wants and not my begging. I stopped begging for what I wanted and I started demanding what I wanted. Our brains, so people want to know how we manifest. It is omnipresent, eternal, intelligent. It thinks through our brains, materialized through our words, breathes through our lungs feels through our emotion, speaks through our nerves, and repairs the worn-out tissues in our body. In him, we live. In him being substance, what you want, we live and move and have our being. All things were made by him, substance. And without him, substance, was not anything made that was made. And then here's the, here's the picture of manifesting. We were all meant to be prosperous, every single one of us. We were all born, we, we all won the lottery being born, right? This is winning the lottery. People are like, I want, I want to win the lottery. You already did it. People are like, you know, birthdays. When, I, when my birthday passed in May, people are like, what are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, I celebrate my birthday every single day because I get an opportunity to be here every single day. 
every single day is a blessing to wake up. And here's the thing is we take, take it for granted. We believe that we're going to wake up tomorrow. You have unwavering faith that you are going to go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow. A million people did not wake up today. I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but I follow this kid and he's got a dad as a, like a grizzly bear dad and they joke and they're so loving and it's so fun to watch. TikTok lost his, their grizzly dad. He didn't wake up one day. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. The time is going to tick by anyways. You're believing in fear, which is believing in the unknown, but you're praying in faith, which is believing in the unknown. What if you just started writing out exactly what you want? I follow the top successful people on the planet. Don Penna, Eli Wilde, Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, Oprah. I follow them. Do you think Oprah, if she just decided, you know, when she was being molested by her family, when her mom was on drugs and she was being passed around and she was a black woman growing up in the 60s who wanted to be on the radio. Do you think if she just said, oh, I'll just see what happens. And she succumbed to all the crap that she had to grow up with, that she would be where she is right now. Do you think if she let fear of what other people thought of her and what was done to her keep her from moving forward, she'd be where she is right now? I talk to a lot of you in this community. I, I love talking to you. It's my favorite part of the day. I love getting on calls with you guys. And it's always the same thing. I can never do what you do. Do you think I was saying that when it was four o'clock in the morning and I was strung out on a bag of cocaine, walking the streets, wondering what the hell I'm doing with my life, that I had that courage and I had that conviction and I had the, the uh, energy to be where I am today? No. We're all born free. We're all born with the same opportunities. The reason why some have it better than the other is just based on your programming. I said it yesterday. You are the most sophisticated computer on this planet. Your body right now is pumping so much blood through you and you're not saying, okay, body, send blood to my elbow, send blood to my knees, send blood to my toes, send blood to my heart. You're not telling your body what to do. Your body already knows what to do. But your, your mind has been programmed to believe that you have to work. You have to get an education, which I'm not against education. I have an education. I'm a lifelong student. I learn every single day. But you were programmed by outside sources, teachers, parents, news, to go to work, get a job, work your 60 years, retire with a small pension, live in a nice neighborhood, collect some consumer debt. And hopefully make it safely to the end. As most people were. And that's not your fault. It's just the way they were programmed. Right? But you can change that. You teach your kids. You teach your kids right now at the age that they are. 
probably until about they're 13. You teach them they can be, do, and have whatever it is they, they want. But when they turn 16, what's going to happen? You're going to tell them to put in the comments. You're going to tell them to go get a job, right? Just like I was told to go get a job and I worked at a grocery store. And then you'll support them a little bit when they go through jobs and they go through the 27 jobs like I had. They'll support you, but then they'll resent you because they're like, oh, I thought I only had to pay for you until I was 18. And now you're trying to you're trying to feed all these mouths and you still love them unconditionally because you're your babies. But you're like, hurry up and get the hell out of the house already so I can retire and I can have a little bit more freedom and more time and live life on my terms. But here's the thing is that you programmed in exactly the way you were programmed. So your goals are like a baby. You have to nurture your baby. You have to make decisions. You have to be committed. You have to take action. And in turn, that baby will then one day support you. But if you don't look after your goals, your baby, and you don't, and you come home miserable and you come home and you just, you guys veg on, on the couch and you eat TV, TV dinners or, you know, you have drinks or you, or you fight with your spouse and you guys don't go on vacation and you have to say no all the time because you can't afford it. Your child is going to grow up to resent you because they're going to look at the moms and dads who are trying and failing and trying and failing and then trying and succeeding. And they're going to learn that. They're going to learn that from them and they're going to see Tommy and his parents going to Disneyland and on vacation and, you know, living in an RV, traveling across the entire globe, living out life. And they're going to look at you and they're going to say, well, why couldn't you do that? Why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't you have the courage to go after your goals and your dreams? Why couldn't you have the discipline to go to the gym so that we can work out together and that we can play and you're not too tired to play? And then they're going to resent you and they're going to blame you for them not going after their goals. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. And then their grand, your grandkids are going to do the same thing, the same thing. And then eventually the cost of living has gone up so much that guess what? You're living with them because you can't afford your basic needs and necessities because you waited until retirement because you thought that was the golden years. You thought that was the kingdom of heaven, the golden years that you worked 60 years for just to collect a tiny ass pension that you can't even afford your basic needs and necessities of life. Because the pension was put in place after the Great Depression when the average lifespan was to 70 years old. Retirement was set at 65 and the government said, we can pay people five years, right? We can pay them for five years. Now people are living to be about 100. They're living an extra 30 to 35 years and they're giving you the same amount of money. The money doesn't grow, but the age does. Put faith in the comments if you guys have faith, true faith. Are you guys getting value out of this? And I say this with the utmost love because this was me. I tortured my father until I was 35 years old. And people used to say to me, well, he's your parent. He's supposed to do that. He's supposed to pay your way. Uh-uh. Back in the day, you were out of the house at 18. My entire family was out of the house at 18. At 18, they said, there's the door. You're an adult now. You can buy lottery tickets and rent porn and go and get it, right? Get out of the house. And so they did. 
They moved all across Canada. I have family all across Canada. And they had to figure it out on their own. Not me. I always had a backup plan. I always had daddy. If I lost all my money on drugs, daddy still put a roof over my head, paid for my car payment. It was awful. You know how awful it is to be 35 years old and say, hey, listen, can I borrow some money to pay my car insurance? It's the worst feeling ever. It's the worst feeling ever to be a grown-ass, middle-aged adult and have to ask. And he did it. And he had that look of disappointment in his eyes because he's like, when's it my turn? When's it my turn? And so what did I do? I decided it was his turn and it was my turn. So I packed up with my husband and moved across the country. Did it go good? No. In three months, I was $100,000 in debt. Didn't go good at all. But did I give up? Did I fail? But true failure is when you give up and you never try again. It's like telling your kids, don't worry, you don't need to potty train or wipe your own ass. I'll do it for you. It's the same thing. Yes, and look at me now. For those of you who don't know, last year I was $100,000 in debt. I was $100,000 in debt and I was about to lose everything. I'm about to purchase my fifth rental property. I'm about to hit $1.7 in cash and equity in 18 months. And I never would have did it. I'm a 20-year I'm a personal development junkie. I've been listening to Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer when they were on cassette. I used to, my, I used to get them from the library. You, it, would, it was like this big plastic binder and it had all the cassettes in it. And you'd flip it over and you'd have to do the other one. I retired my husband. He's 35 years old. We're living life. We understand what life is. Is it easy every day? Of course not. Of course not. Because if it was easy, everybody would do it and nobody would be in the situation. It's not easy. But you have two hards that you face every single day. One, get up, go to a job that you don't like, be in a relationship that you don't like, do have money that you don't want in your account or lack of money and you go to a job and hopes to make money but you're still not making the money you don't you can't understand why you're working 40 50 60 hours a week and you have no money and you're losing passion for life and for people and you just can't wait for it to be over that's hard that's hard to be able to do it every every day emotionally financially mentally it's exhausting or two you can get up and try something that you've never tried before. Invest in yourself financially and time commit to yourself. And do something that in turn could make you six, seven, eight figures in the next 18 months. And I've seen it happen. That's also hard. Because both of them require the same amount of energy. But one of them, you get excited to get up in the morning. Not, not my middle finger. But you get excited to get up in the morning. You have purpose, you have drive, you have love, you have passion. So you have two choices. Faith it until you make it or fake it until you die. Right? Both require believing in something you can't see. Right? It's like the magic of Christmas every day in our community. 
because every day we are moving towards something. I don't know if you guys have read um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, but he has a whole chapter, chapter three. Faith is the external elixir which gives life, power, and action to the impulse of thought. It is well-known fact that one comes finally to believe whatever one repeats to oneself, whether the statement be true or false. All right, my friends, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to announce our winner from yesterday. So fun. That was absolutely amazing. So we are going to be giving away the Psycho-Cybernetics book, and we're going to give away a journal. And the winner is Kathy. Congratulations, Kathy. I really loved watching your video. And today, if you want to win, we're going to be giving away these two books. You two can be prosperous. God works in faith. And today's homework challenge is not really a challenge. I would like for you all to write out a powerful I am affirmation and post it in our group. Then I want to put, I want you to put hashtag I am. Can somebody drop that in the comments? Hashtag I am. You're welcome, Kathy. Just reach out to Susie and she'll collect all your information. And we'll get that mailed out to you today. So today's homework is a powerful I am affirmations. Now, here's the thing. Affirmation isn't something that you just write it down and you're like, it's going to, it's going to happen. Like it is a wish, but however, an affirmation should be about growth. Okay. That's what the affirmation should be. So my affirmation that I repeat, like I'll say it again yesterday is I am so happy and grateful now that I possess all of the qualities to be extremely successful. I'm so happy and grateful now that I, Oh my gosh, possess all the qualities to be extremely successful. And I repeat this and I have it on a sticky note and it's in my bathroom and it's here on my vision board. I actually have it on my vision board that I printed. And it's what I repeat to myself whenever a negative thought comes in. Because you are human, negative thoughts are going to come in. They don't go away. They don't go away, but you learn how to tune them out and you learn how to change them. You're going to learn how to respond and not react. Awesome. Okay, don't forget to do your homework in your workbook. If you guys still need your workbook, put workbook below. If you guys have not had your complimentary call with our visionary coach, just put call in the comments and we'll have somebody reach out to you. One phone call completely changed my life. It's complimentary. Awesome. Okay, guys, have a wonderful rest of the day and we'll chat with you guys later. Bye.
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Join us for our next episode with more exciting and mind-blowing information you won't want to miss. You can also visit our Facebook group, Mindset Theory, for more valuable information in mindset and strategy. 